Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. Okay, we are back. I needed a little bit of a break to recharge the old batteries, but we're back in action. I've recorded eight episodes of the podcast in the past week, so get excited for a lot of amazing conversations to come. But today is all about Lizabeth Lopez. She is just amazing. Like She's probably the fittest person I've ever been around. She's the founder of Hourglass Workout, which has helped like tens of thousands of women get stronger and feel healthier in their bodies. Um, And the best part of this conversation is that she brought her little munchkin, Tyson, who's 10 month old. So you will definitely be hearing some baby noises throughout. And before we get into it, I really just want to share this one thing that she actually has in her bio that just really hit home about her journey. And she goes, it's been a long journey for me going from an anorexic body hating teenager to an over dieting fitness model to a flat butt cardio queen to where she is today loving and understanding food loving her workout and loving and accepting her body with all its curves and thickness I mean that's a serious serious journey right there and we get into all of it in this conversation so please enjoy this week's episode of the healthiest hot podcast with Elizabeth Lopez well this is a very special podcast episode with the cutest little munchkin ever who's making my ovaries just tingle all over with the longest lashes, Tyson, the 10-month-old romantic. <laughs> yeah, I saw you. You blew kisses at me. I did. did. I'm so glad that you brought him. I know. I feel like I feel like as a as a mom of a ten month old, you're probably you probably can't really detach too much on a Saturday, which I can't thank you enough for wanting to do this on a Saturday. Yeah. No, I'm so happy to come. I love everything that you do. Okay, so this is great. I, f- I have the queen of hourglass workout <laughs> right here, which is incredible. You're so. I fun. mean, for people who don't know hourglass, what's it all about? Um, hourglass was um, I founded it twelve years ago. Um, so in 2007, uh, was when we first started and it was, I mean, now curves are all of the rage, Mm -hmm. um, and highly accepted and coveted even. Um, but back when, in 2007, it was not so much like we definitely had JLo, um, and we had some Beyonce, hey, hey, (laughs) um, who were definitely leading the way to saying, um, it's not all about skinny, you know, curves are, are, are beautiful and natural and everything. Um, but it was definitely a time when skinny was still very popular and coveted and anorexia and everything was was still very, you know. It was predominant. It was, it was predominant. Um, and that's kind of more what you saw in the media, which the media was all magazines, um, you know, which was curated by, you know, the people that did magazines and did television and did media. And we didn't have the social media so much back then. Like there was still a bit of MySpace. Um, Facebook was, was starting to pop. Um, but, you know, we weren't creating our own media so oh, much yeah. at the time. 12 years ago. I mean, Instagram was not a thing. No. 
Twitter maybe, but Facebook came out I think in 06. So Facebook it was, was it was new. fresh. It was fresh. So you're right. When we yeah. took in media, it was magazines, yeah. it was TV shows, it was commercials. It was created for us on what they thought we wanted to see, which was very slim, slender people. Yeah. So I wasn't seeing myself a lot and you know, I'd had issues up until then. So when I created Hourglass, it was it was kind of um, a self-love project to share with other women to say it's okay to not be skinny and you know even just lifting weights and like hashtag booty building it just wasn't there you know what I mean so it really was um it was a project to to teach women about what I'd learned about weight training and (laughs) (laughs) you have a giraffe toy toy in my nose right now um about learning to weight train and learning to weight train and how to shape train because again like back then like I love how far we've come now where I have to keep saying back then because it's just so normal now well 12 years ago was long enough that like the the landscape was very different it was and and women were when they would lift weights it would be more um it would be in an aerobic class Mm -hmm. and they might have some two and three pound dumbbells yeah um and otherwise if they weren't doing that they were training for a fitness competition and it was it was one or the other there was very little in between so um so creating hourglass was that mix of learning how to (laughs) sorry Sorry, Tyson's throwing a giraffe in my face Um, (laughs) uh, it was just kind of teaching women to train and understand like deadlifts and putting weights and circuit training into a class which didn't exist yet. Um, so it was kind of the birth of a new style of training which was which was weighted training for women in a circuit style class. Um, were you nervous? I mean you were essentially creating something that wasn't really out there. Yeah. But you knew you felt close to and motivated by. Yeah. It was, you know what it was it, it came from I was working for the city I worked for the government um, uh, overseeing community centers and um, doing a lot of youth programming. And on the side, I competed in fitness. I was a personal trainer, and I taught um, group fitness. Um, but a lot of my, my main focus was fitness models. So I, I trained women for shows. Um, and when you train women for shows, you're training for symmetry, right? Mm. So you're cr- you need to create curves on them where they don't exist because that's what they're judged on is symmetry. Um, so I learned this style and kind of created the style of training specific to symmetry, which again, wasn't a thing back then. Mm-hmm. It was just like you went in, you did squats, you, you did bench press, you did long duration cardio. Like those were the things that were happening back then. Um, so we kind of did the style and it worked really well. So, um, so when I, um, when I, put out there that hey um, I'm gonna take some time off of the city yeah um, and then and I ended up starting this class um, which I, d- I decided I wanted to see mainstream women and teach them this versus continuing to just do fitness models um, there was such a need for it that people because nothing else existed people traveled from Niagara Ajax just like ours to come wow. in three times a week and do hourglass training um, and it was all outskirts people. Most of my people came from Markham um, to downtown Toronto at um, King and Spadina area. Shout out Markham. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was fun. And then at the same time, the other part of it that was um, that was kind of fun and different is I had studied holistic nutrition back in 2007. So while the class was being born, I was in school um, and studying. So I loved what I was learning so much. And it was so exciting because it, again, just, it wasn't the norm. Like no one knew what goji berries or quinoa, like they just weren't terms. Oh God. Coconut oil and kale were not trendy. They weren't back in 2007. So every time I learned something new, I got super excited and I started to do these hour long workshops once a month for the girls. And I taught them what I was learning in school. 
Um, so they were learning about holistic nutrition too. And I started writing their eating plans and took out dairy, which, you know, all these things were foreign back then. So we yeah. took out dairy, we took out gluten. Everyone just got these phenomenal results. They were learning to shape, they were learning to squat. Um, and it was just, it was so fun that I had these women that they said, you know, their, their lives were changed and they want to teach this now too. They wanted to leave their jobs as accountants and lawyers and, uh, and they wanted to teach it. Um, so we kind of worked on a license model that they could afford and open their own locations. And it just kind of very, everything grew super organically just yeah. based on what was happening in life and what people, just responding to what people wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, bud. And Tyson would like to play. I know. Tyson's like, enough of this. this play talking. with me. I mean, it's amazing to think that 12 years ago, you created opportunities not only for yourself and your future little munchkin, but for women as well by that not just training them, but you were giving them the tools and resources so that they could continue to be better versions of themselves throughout their lives and then you empower them even further by giving them the skills that they could do that with their lives. It's it's been fun, but it's just it's just listening to them and and just letting things come full circle and letting things be shared on a wider scale. Yeah. You know, it's just I don't know, it's, it's just been really enjoyable. Um it's it's more challenging now because it's it's great that it's so accepted and it's so everywhere yeah. that you know, people used to say what's special about Hourglass and there used to be so many things. And now we're pretty similar to everyone now. <laughs> so except you've been around for 12 years. Except okay. Yeah, we've been doing it long. <laughs> so now 12 years in, obviously curves are way more oh my God. widely recognized yes. and celebrated as yes. they should be because yeah. women come in all shapes and all sizes shapes and, and sizes. all those sizes are beautiful. Yes. I so love how that. do you kind of like push Hourglass to continue to be different? than the other gyms out there? Um, you know what, I mean, one thing that we've had is, is definitely we've got a, a sense of community, um, which is really fun, and, um, and, and we've always loved that. Like, we've always done, um, right from the beginning, we've done fun nights um, with the girls where we would take them out. Um, we haven't done it as much anymore yeah. because I think people are, are a little too cool. <laughs> they're just like, mm, I'm just going to go to the club. <laughs> but, they, but they want more classes, so they're yeah. just like, we want to add more Pilates and stuff. So so basically what we've done to stay, no, I don't know if it's so much different because it's hard to be different mm -hmm. anymore when kind of people see what's working and they do it. And um, no shade on that. Like yeah. it's just, it's it's great that the style is so popular now. Um, but you know, we, we stay true to our style, which is just things like Hourglass is kind of that mix of all the things I came from, which is like sprinting. And, um, and the girls sprint, we've got the treadmills. You know, we've been doing the treadmill workouts since since 07 we had like eight treadmills lined up and they jump on and off hi buddy hi and we still do that and we yeah. mix the sprints in and we add pilates because for us you know it's it's that mix of pilates and weight training to build the hourglass shape so we include pilates throughout our workouts which i don't know if anyone else is onto yeah. yet um of the combination of it i know there's a lot of great combos out there like spinning and pilates and yeah um, but training and pilates no i don't think i've ever really heard of that yeah like heavy training pilates and hit really is kind of the three pieces hello my love oh let's give you walk? a little moment he might need a little a little Stroll, walk around the room okay little ty has had oh, a snack he has a tag tag this is his tag noise this is his tag noise when okay go tag he goes oh we're now we're shy i took the tag away oh now he wants to play with the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just needed a little snack time. Kids need kids need a little, need a, little a little snack as well. And you gave him a nice healthy snack. Yeah. It was like a sweet sweet treat with some fruits in there. So you snuck in some beets to little Ty. <laughs> okay, well, I feel like you know since Ty wants to steal the show, 
How like how has being a mom changed the way you look at fitness and health? Um, you know what's so interesting is um, before when when people would be like, um, I, you know, it's, I can't get to the gym because I have a baby. Do you have home workouts? Yeah. And um, and I would you know I would say yeah I have some but if you can get <laughs> he found another tag. <laughs> oh wait, so he just loves tags. He this is his tag noise. Okay, well you'll be the background <laughs> music. Yeah. So um, sorry. <laughs> um, definitely before um, um, before I had the baby, um, when someone would say to me. I have a baby, so can you just give me home workouts? I can't make it to the gym. Um, I would definitely try to give home workouts, but, you know, I would say if there's a chance you can get that hour or whatever to get to the gym, you know, you're going to get better results, which is still true. Um, But now I understand that, you know, getting to the gym when you have a baby, especially... Yes, especially if you're a single parent, yeah. I can't. I can't even imagine. Well, you hear um, the stories that like you barely have time to shower, you barely have time <laughs> to eat, and you think, "Go to the gym? Are you kidding me?" Yeah, I mean, what there's a will, there's a way, but definitely home workouts are are needed yeah. for for brand new mummies and especially single mummies. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> He's so cute, and then even just things like. Um, you know, because I, I understand the body and I studied Pilates for a few years and just kinesiology and all of those things, um, I have an understanding of the body. So postpartum and yeah. even even while I was pregnant, um, I could just kind of feel out what worked for my body and what would bring my core back, what would keep me from getting diastasis recti, which is when your abs separate. And, which is terrifying. Which is, yeah. The sound, and the idea of your abs just separating, separating. and then staying separated yeah. post-birth so common so and not just that like incontinence so just like Mm. peeing when you walk jump laugh cough super common most people don't even realize they they have that it's something they have and it that can be fixed right like it's just literally like pelvic floor physiotherapists are amazing but even just like learning pilates breathing learning um pilates zip up those types of things like that just kept everything in check for me wow where um at three months post i was actually you know looking decent um i actually put a little bit back on after just because trying to work and all the things i was like super dedicated right after because i was just like what can i you know like i was with him but i was just like what can i achieve by being like meticulously good and it's possible wow. when, you, when you know what you're doing yeah three months postpartum to like feel confident in your skin again yeah that's fast it was it was i was surprised i was just like oh okay i did that 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 felt good but then as i said like i i digressed a little bit after just kind of just allowing busyness to take over and the studio has been you know we're in a new studio now which um came at the exact same time as him of course of course when it rains of course when it rained and it was just there was a a lot of a lot of building stuff and just kind of other entrepreneurs especially people that have built spaces will understand um what's gone into that um so it's it's you know without making excuses it was a lot so I backpedaled a little bit but I stayed okay well you're human I, stayed pretty good. I don't know if you know this but you're <laughs> human like I think you Thank think you. you're bionic and most of the time you are bionic but Thank sometimes you. it's okay it's I mean, nice to know it's okay yeah <laughs> because when you're in fitness you feel in a little bit of a ways that you know you you need to be at all times on point yeah. you know yeah it's a lot of pressure a little bit of pressure yourself, especially yeah. after having a child like how are you when you were pregnant, like, were you still able to work out? Yeah, I had seven months of um, morning sickness. And seven months of morning yeah. sickness? And morning sickness, if for those of you that don't know, it's generally not morning. It's generally all day. 
<laughs> so, so whoever said morning sickness, it yeah, was, it was a cruel joke. Yeah, and it's it's not always throwing up. Like I didn't throw up a lot, but I was nauseous like all the time mm. to the point that I, I had to be on some meds or yeah. I just I couldn't keep anything down. Um, and you know, like I don't do meds unless I have to, yeah. but you know, I had to work. I had to, I wanted to keep food in yeah. to, you know, I was really purposely eating really good stuff for him yeah, because he's bacon, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so it was, it was interesting yeah. and it was, it was really interesting learning just all the different, I had, um, um, people that, that saw on my Instagram, it was really funny where one day, um, I basically couldn't walk anymore um I had gotten a pain in my in my groin area um from pregnancy and literally hobbled out of my house to Shoppers Drug Mart close by like holding on to everything on the way there because I could not walk um to buy a cane and I said on my social I'm just like so I'm not sure what's happening (laughs) but I guess I'm done working out I don't know um, and what had happened is there's something called round ligament pain, which is common but not well diagnosed yeah. or and not known about. Yeah. Um, where people get um, pretty intense. He found a tag. You found your tag. Old Tyson. Where people get um, pain through the groin area, um, and it, it does. It causes you to have a lot of trouble walking. And when I posted that, I got so many responses. Um, on DMs just saying I had that and couldn't walk for my whole pregnancy or I was bedridden. Um, Very few, like maybe two out of 100 people that wrote knew what it was. Wow. Um, So I went to Cairo and because my, it sounds silly, my abs were super tight, I actually had to go and get my abs released once a week. Um, and for different people, it's different things. For some people, it's just like, um, it's your abs insert kind of in the groin area. Tyson. (laughs) Can I... Can I live over here? This is your mom's <laughs> turn, okay? I know you're cute. I know your lashes so are a million miles long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me give you hugs while <laughs> <laughs> I just can't handle how adorable. Like, he just... You're going to give her all the editing. She's going to be like... I, I, re- edit I have to edit for Monday. All <laughs> Oh okay, my God. Please tell me you didn't have to use a cane for too long. So luckily we figured it out quickly. Yeah. Um, and um, um, shout out to Dr. Lauren. So, so we found it. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's actually, you know, you have to be very comfortable with your Cairo if you have joint um, round ligament pain because they're basically massaging the muscles around your vagina. Oh so yeah. That's an intimate relationship. It's a very right intimate relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we did it once a week and I was totally good from there on yeah. out. So I felt really bad when people had said their whole pregnancy, they couldn't walk and then even after because it wow. continues if you don't take care of it so you know it's yeah. it's this really cool constant learning situation yeah. from I mean I guess you're lucky in the sense that you know your body so well that you're so in tune with it but yeah like more women should know about this yeah because not being able to walk I mean sucked yeah, yeah especially well because you're so you're an scary. active person you're a business yeah. owner Yeah, I bought the cane, and I literally thought it was going to be me and that cane all the way through. (laughs) I'm very glad I saw you walking in on two feet and didn't have a cane. (laughs) Definitely. Oh, my God, this little munchkin is so cute. I mean, you've had such a journey to get here. Yeah. Like, when did this all start for you, this love of fitness? Um, Honestly, I would say um, I I was a gymnast, right? And um, and when I was um, 12... Um, basically, <laughs> Tyson. 
When I was 12, um, I started working out, um, not for the greatest reasons. I had had a major injury in gymnastics and couldn't do gymnastics anymore um, and started to get a little bit heavy for my school friends um, who called me fit fat. They Um, called you fit fat? It's just in my genetics to be a little bit thicker. And then when I couldn't train multiple hours a day from gymnastics anymore, some weight came on. Plus, you know, puberty starts at that time and everything. So gotta love puberty. Yeah, so I started at the Y when I was 12 and um, just being kind of like a latchkey kid that was just kind of, you know, on the road. Um, There was a trainer there um, named Prince and there was about, I don't know, maybe six or eight, me and a bunch of boys yeah. um, that would just hang out at the YMCA. And, you know, I would do one arm gymnastics because yeah. um, it was my arm that was injured. And they would play basketball. And he was like, you guys sit around and do nothing. I'm going to teach you to train. So he, we met him every day. And he taught us all weightlifting and all good form and everything. So I learned to lift weights properly with a trainer when I was 12. Wow. Um, so by 14, I was teaching gymnastics. 16, I was a certified aerobics instructor. And 18, I was a personal trainer. And then I s- continued to study phys ed. So it's just been like kind of lifelong. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine your life without fitness? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't even know. Who I'd be a different person. <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't all easy, right? Like you struggled a bit when you were a teenager with food. Yeah, a hundred, yeah. I was like at that point. Um, I mean, it was great that I was learning to work out. Yeah. Um, I was also lifting like a boy because I was lifting with a boy with all boys. No, no, nothing to him. He was like the best trainer and yeah. changed my life. Um, but I was bench pressing. I was leg pressing like 250 pounds when I was like 12, 13 oh, years old because I wanted to compete with the boys because that's yeah. who I was training with and that's what they like to do. So me too, right? Um, so my legs got bigger, right? And I didn't, that wasn't the goal because that was not a cute look back then as much as it is now. Thick thyself, save lives was not a hashtag back then. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just like, why? I lift so heavy. Why am I getting bigger? And Mm -hmm. I didn't understand it. Um, so I slowly stopped eating to the Mm -hmm. point where I was probably surviving on like, um, I thought I didn't, we also didn't know so much about low carb at the time. So I was eating like a banana or a mango and a bran muffin every day. And that would be my whole day of food. I would walk everywhere to burn calories. Um, I would read books and walk. I would do my studying and I'd walk all over the city and I would um, bike everywhere. Like I would bike for, I worked at like Steele's, like Peanut Plaza area, Steele's and um, Don Mills. Mm -hmm. I would bike up there. I'd bike to the gym. I would work out for two hours. I would bike back home. Like That is a deficit. Yeah, it was an insane deficit. I was very, very, very slim. Um, and it was, it was never enough cause I didn't, you know, when you're anorexic, it's a disease. Mm-hmm. So you look in the mirror and you don't see what other people see. So people like tried to do, um, what is it called? Um, when they all gather around An intervention, they interventioned me, they tried to take me to nutritionists and I would, I would listen and I would do what I wanted to do. What was the turning point? Um, the turning point was when fitness competitions kind of, um, showed their face, which was, they were new. Um, and I saw this girl, it's so crazy because I still remember her name. I was looking through a muscle mag because again, like oxygen and stuff didn't exist yet. Mm -hmm. Um, it was very much like, I think the, there was diet and fitness or something Mm -hmm. was a magazine and muscle mag, but there wasn't really like women's fitness magazines so much. It was more fashion magazines. So there was muscle and fitness or muscle mag. One of them, there was this girl named Alfie Newman and she was a, um, gymnast turned fitness competitor. And when you do these back in the day, I don't think it's so much anymore. 
Um, but you had to do a gymnastics dance routine with like one arm push-ups and back handsprings and all this stuff. And I was like, I could do that. I yeah. was a gymnast. And um, they showed her diet and her training. So like how they do now. And they'd show, oh, this is Alfie Moon and this is what she eats in a day. And I was just like, how is she so lean? But she's eating so much food. Yeah. Um, so I saw that and I was just like, I slowly changed my diet to her diet, which going from a muffin and, you know, whatever to actually eating like protein powder and chicken and all these things. And, um, and I entered my first show and I, I went to a adult gymnastics class and started <laughs> training and, um, yeah. And I started doing fitness and became one of the first pros and, you know, and just kind of went into that world where I entered a new different type of eating disorder (laughs) but a healthier one (laughs) I mean it was the first one was Dudley so at least this one wasn't Dudley it was just not a great self-image at the same time but it did it still kind of saved me yeah right it was holistic nutrition eventually was what fully saved me and took me to a point of I accept myself that must have been a difficult journey, though, because yeah, anorexia is no small disease. It's, it's a it's a big it's not, thing yeah, to get over. Yeah, yeah, it's it was it was a big one to get over, and it lasted it lasted into my twenties, right? Like it went from my teens right through my twenties, um, because that's you know when I started yeah. competing, and um, yeah, it was it was it was a very long period. Now, when you think about food and you look at food and you think about what you're going to feed your little guy and how yeah. you're going to feed yourself. What's your viewpoint on it now? How does it make you feel? Um, oh, my God. It's it's completely 100% different. I mean, now I understand the need of macros and micros and especially micros. And studying holistic nutrition, it's kind of like let food be my medicine. Yeah. You know, like food can heal me and understanding my organs. Like I didn't know, even though I had, had studied a lot of fitness, nothing had kind of taught me about what does my spleen do? What does my liver do? What do, you know, what do my kidneys do? How do I support them? Why do I want to? What happens in my gut? Where is food going? Like, I didn't know that stuff. Mm -hmm. So when I actually studied and I understood the mechanics of what's happening in my body and why I need micronutrients and everything, that just kind of was just like, just a light bulb that went off that's just like, I should be feeding and appreciating and loving and doing things for my body and not trying to diet it to whatever but at the same time putting the two together which is kind of what hourglass is is I I got the understanding of here's how to shape it and here's you know here's the best of this 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 and this to be healthy holistic loving your body and still getting it into a shape if you want to which is amazing and I love that you talk micro because we hear about macronutrients all the time yeah your carbs (laughs) your protein la-di-da what what are like the top three micronutrients you think we all need to know about that maybe aren't super trendy at the time well I mean people just tend to be um, a lot of people are low in iron and don't realize it and it's a big one for our energy so that's that's huge especially like my vegan friends out there usually they, they know to like make sure they're including foods that are high in iron um, so that's that's a big one just to check, especially if your yeah. energy's low. Um, but then like just even like magnesium and zinc mm. are so they're so commonly low, but yeah. in so many healthy foods that if you were to add some just basic healthy foods to your day every day, um, it's gonna help. So gut health is also really important, right? Like it's not just yeah micro so, exactly. So the the thing with when you're taking in really good foods, um, if your gut health isn't great, you're there's a saying where, you know, you know the saying where it says, um, uh, we are what we eat. Mm-hmm. But the true saying you learn in holistic nutrition is you are what you digest. 
You are what you digest. There okay. you go. We're right? changing the narrative. We're changing the narrative because we're not necessarily digesting everything we're eating because a lot of our gut health just sucks. And it's not our fault. It's just the standard American diet or the sad diet um, that unfortunately, it's, it's, it's the convenience of living in North America and especially like here in Toronto for those listeners in Toronto. Um, it's very easy to skip the micros and to just do a lot of things that are going to be really challenging for your gut. Um, so doing a gut, a gut healing, which takes, honestly, it takes like just a little over 30 days. It's not like the worst thing ever. Um, it makes the most difference in the whole world. So what are we talking here? Gut healing. I have a feeling you're going to tell me no sugar, no dairy. <laughs> no, you know what? Uh, I find personally the best way, like if you were to do the grade A standard to me, that is the elimination diet. Okay. Right. So the elimination diet is just when you're taking, um, you're taking yourself down to a pretty bare bones eating yeah. of, of things that are not very allergenic for most people. Um, and then you're bringing foods in and out to test them and just be like, is this a great, like that's yeah. how you would test gluten, you'd test dairy, but you would test things that you don't think that you're going to have food sensitivities to like chocolate. I'm so sorry, mm. but you know, like things yeah. that, and then when you, um, or nightshades, like a lot of people don't know about nightshades and a lot of women cannot we're have them. Like tomatoes, yeah, eggplants. tomatoes, potatoes, you know them, eggplants. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and a lot of women, when they have them, all of a sudden they get all of these uh, headaches and and sweats and just all these things. And it's literally caused by a potato, right? Wow. And they're just, they're thinking they're in menopause. They're just thinking all the things yeah. that could possibly be. And it's literally a potato. I think if you care about your body and you're really like committed to this healthy lifestyle, 30 days is a drop in the bucket when you it's think of your life. And you, yeah. you, you'll probably learn a lot about what works and what doesn't so work for much. your body. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing. So the other way of doing it, um, is to just do a, a blood allergy test. Mm -hmm. So it's called um, an IgG test, um, which which is food sensitivities, right? And you can do that with your, um, if you have like a naturopath, they all do it. If you go to like a gamma blood clinic, a lot of them will do it as well. Um, and it just kind of tests the food sensitivities against yeah. your blood and will give you a readout. So personally, I think uh, an even more gold standard would be to do both of them. Yeah. Because some things you're not going to test, like you might not test something like, blueberries yeah, yeah right yeah. and maybe you're that one person where blueberries have been causing all your problems like a lot of people don't know strawberries is huge for so many people and you just I'm wouldn't so guess. curious I want to try guess. this it's because I amazing. I'm really healthy and there are days where you're bloated I'm so bloated like oh. I could start pregnancy rumors like oh I look no 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 but like legit it's it's shocking yeah that my my stomach can be so distended after a day of quote unquote healthy eating yeah and, and I've drank all my water and I'm just like something's not working you would you would do so well on this because you would literally what you do is you find out the things yeah. that are bugging you um which are going to be everyone's different yeah right because it, it, it does depend on you and then you you take them out and then you heal and healing is so easy it's just like keeping them out adding some like glutamine and aloe it's like really simple yeah um, and then you, you test it every so often and you try bringing it back. Like as yeah. long as it's not an actual anaphylactic, but yeah. I think you'd know if it yeah. was. Yeah. Um, so far, so good. I'm so still far, alive. So good, yeah. <laughs> um, but you, you bring it back and usually with gut healing, not all the time, but usually you can actually bring it back. Like when I did it back when I was in school, oh my God, I had leaky gut, which leaky gut is when you have it to the point where you're sensitive to almost like everything. Like mm. everything's making you sensitive because you've got little holes, little micro tears 
all over your intestines that are just letting all the stuff into your blood and causing problems. So it's the same healing process, though. Yeah. It's the same kind of just like really simple, just like super doses of glutamine, aloe, that type of thing. Um, and literally, you're just like, how come I'll never bloat again? This is so crazy. Like, it's so... <laughs> to not feel bloated? I don't even amazing. know. I, for me to be bloated, it might be once or twice a year. And when I started studying holistic nutrition, it was literally because I'd finished competing. I was like, yeah. I'm done. Um, and I had had so much chicken and whey protein over the years um, that I didn't realize that I had created sensitivities to them. Oh, wow. So I went and studied holistic nutrition in curiosity of why it looked like I had a basketball under my six pack, you know, because I was still super shredded. Yeah. And it, my tummy was distended and yeah. not all the time, but, on, on, you know, quite a bit. And I did all this testing when I was in school and found out um, whey and chicken like were like huge, wow. like like red red signs saying do not eat these. I can have them both now because I've healed. Yeah. But um, so but we gotta take care of our guts. Gotta take care of your gut. It's like yeah, so those micros and just oh, Tyson's trying to destroy the mic. Don't worry, yeah. we'll wrap this up soon, buddy, okay. so you can play. <laughs> He's so cute though. I love you. You can play with my microphones all day. Yeah, it's so interesting because it, I like the way that you approach health because it's such a holistic look. Like, you're not just looking at how much you're lifting. You're looking at how you're lifting. You're looking at what else is part of the training. You're looking at how you eat. And I think I think that's why women are are so drawn to Hourglass and to Yay. you. Oh, yeah. thank you. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy you came here. I mean, oh, I'm so glad. I love everything you do. I've been watching you for years. And I love all the you and Tyrone stuff, too, because I'm such a fan of Tyrone. I'm so glad. He's the reason we met. Oh, that's so, so I've got funny. Tyrone. I'm like, we're going to... Tyrone. T, T you're up next on the podcast, yeah. my friend. Um, okay, before I let you go play with the cutest kid I've ever met in my life, um, this is how I always end every okay. podcast episode, and that's, what does healthy as hot mean to you? Um, I love that. I think it's actually... I, 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 I love it. I want a sweater. <laughs> ben Johnston? She's we wearing, got our first customer! Yeah, I will totally rock it. Um, I, I love that. I think healthy as hot can be so many things because I think it can go anywhere from mental health to, you know, how you, how you feel about yourself, which of course is more mental health, but, um, and, and just kind of like taking, taking care of yourself and taking some time for yourself, whether that's being, making a healthy meal, you know what I mean? Taking some time, um, doing something you love, um, even just doing a job that you love. I think it's just kind of all aspects of life of being healthy makes you feel good, which makes you look good. And just like, I just think everything's full circle. I just love, I love the whole saying of it. Help, help, help. Yeah. Are you going to be a healthiest hot ambassador, Mr. Tyson? Definitely. I sure hope so. Maybe he, maybe he needs a onesie. <laughs> yes, done. It, matching, it's matching. Happening. Oh my gosh. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. You're amazing. <laughs> And just like that, another episode of the Healthiest Hot Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wilde. A huge thank you to Kelly. Love this delicious spot in downtown Toronto um, for feeding us and giving us an amazing space to record this today. So if you enjoy this conversation, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthiest Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. See you next week. <laughs>